You're now listening to the audible sanctuary that delves into the transformative power of embracing the more tender aspects of femininity. I'm your host, Dale Pasco, committed to making the allure of gentleness irresistible and showing you that it's safe to live in the soft side of womanhood. Welcome back. Before we jump into everything, let's go ahead and say our weekly affirmations. I am fully aware of the standard upon my life and I will not disregard it for anyone that I connect to or connect with. I embrace the wisdom of selective access, understanding that not everyone is deserving of the same level of intimacy in my life. My boundaries are a testament to the standard of holiness upon my life, that purity and cleanliness are a requirement. I am fully aware of the value within me and I will continue to be intentional with who it is given to. I release the need for validation from every connection and embrace the confidence that comes with knowing my presence is a cherished privilege. So write them down, speak them often, and remember they're most effective when applied with action. All right, ladies. So we have officially made it to season three of the She's So Soft podcast. I'm extremely excited for some things that are in the works. I have a segment that I'm going to be doing every month soon that I will be sharing with you guys very, very soon that involves men. So I'm excited about that for us to be able to hear directly from them to know the things that they desire, things that they want to work on, ways that we can work together in our relationships to make sure they work and we get along with each other, even in our friendships. So for now, the next 12 weeks, we're really going to step further into the soft life of luxury standards and confidence. I know we've been speaking on some of these things, but we're going to dig in a little bit more so that you're able to fully hope for, expect, embrace, and live the life that God has created you to live. So last week, we took a look at our relationships to determine if there were any that had been lying dormant and figured out if those were some relationships that we desired to bring back to life or actually just continue to leave alone. Today, we're going to start the season off with understanding that being around you is a privilege. So I need you to say that really quickly. Being around me is a privilege. I want to hone in on this topic because I believe there are times where we don't really steward our lives well and we give whoever and whatever desires access, access. So I want to remind you that just because someone desires to have access to your life does not mean that they need to be given access. In the same token, we have to be intentional with making sure we are giving access to those who may be in need but may make us a little bit uncomfortable. So we're going to take a deeper look into that to see what that really looks like and how we can navigate this space. But remember, being around you is a privilege. It's not a right. Nobody has to be around you. Nobody is entitled to your space. It's important that we remember that and we understand that so that we're able to connect with individuals with wisdom and in the grace that's allotted for that relationship. Honing in on that again, no one is entitled 
build to your space. Why is this important to note? There are times, especially being that we are in the technological age and social media is not going anywhere because we post often or we share pictures or we share different highlight reels of our lives. People feel like they know you automatically. And as a result in real life, some people feel as though you guys are actually friends or family or your child's real auntie or uncle. And when you have events such as a wedding or a party or a quinceanera, whatever, they feel like they should be there simply because they have felt like they have been weathering storms with you in real life through social media, which is wild to me, right? I know people who feel like they need to know every step that me and my husband make or things that I'm doing on my own simply because they follow me on social media or we go to the same church or we hang out in similar circles. But just because you see me posting online or you may be in close proximity does not mean that you need full-blown access to my life or that I have to share anything with you at all. So it's important to know that you don't have to give anybody that access because no one is entitled to it except for your spouse and your children, okay? And those that you deem are worthy of that space, but never feel like you know somebody just because y'all are connected on social media and never feel like you have to give someone that access just because y'all are friends on social media. Being friends on social media does not mean we're friends in real life. And I think that's messed a lot up because we use the term friend mostly on Facebook. And so people relate that to real life, but let's not get it twisted. That, that holds no weight in real life. Let's be for real. So another thing to take note of is that you don't have to feel bad if you have to revoke access. Now, we spoke about this a little bit on the last episode, reestablishing relationships after they have been damaged. But the truth is there are times where you may have to revoke access to your life from someone. It's possible they aren't honoring your boundaries or they are putting you in harm's way or they're that person who acts overly entitled and borderline obsessed. Some people are obsessed in a way because they're just, they really do admire you, but they're very clingy for a friend or associate, if that makes sense. And then there are people who really don't like you at all, but they're still obsessed with your life. And I think I just read a post like that, how crazy it is to be jealous over someone, but still obsessed over their life to where you watch their every move. And so obsession is something that I've dealt with in the past. And it's not something that I like. I don't like when people act way too clingy. Now I have friends that I'm extremely close with, you know, we're really cool. We call each other often. Some of my friends are really touchy feely. Some aren't like that at all. Doesn't bother me whatsoever. I know they admire me. I admire them, but it's not crazy. But you know, when there's like that obsession, that's like, all right, uh, you need to back up. So it's okay sometimes to revoke access if you're not feeling comfortable or if you're afraid that the relationship is going somewhere that it shouldn't be, or simply you just don't want to give them access to a certain part of your life. Even if you are not yet fully aware, you have value and that value is worth protecting. And you have to be very careful with who you allow to have access to that value. And this is going to require you to be diligent and be aware. Make sure you're not becoming paranoid with, you know, trying to see if people are going to do you wrong, but you do want to be aware so that you can know who's who and what they're coming for so that first of all, you can know what to give and who to give it to. Now, this makes me think about the disciples and how Judas was in the mix. However, although Judas was in the mix, I believe God allowed Jesus to know who he was from the beginning, which it says he was a traitor from the beginning. <laughs> but 
so that he wouldn't put expectations in someone who would never deliver. And I believe God will show you exactly who is in your life, who's in your circle. If you have people who are for you and someone who's not for you, God will let you know. Sometimes we ignore the signs and we try to blame God. And he's like, if you would have just paid attention, you would have seen and known exactly how you were supposed to interact with this person so that you can make sure your heart didn't get damaged in the end. Jesus treated him the same way he treated the others. You should live in peace at all times. So if this person that is connecting to you disrupts that peace on your life, nah, this is not worth the connection. You don't get the privilege of being around me. And it may, you may be thinking, okay, well, if I have a Judas around me, wouldn't my peace be disturbed? No, not necessarily. Let's break it down this way. There was Judas in the midst of everything that was going on. He was in close proximity to Jesus, but even Judas was assigned and ordained, right? So those who are assigned and ordained to your purpose will not disrupt the peace. Now, will they lead you to carry a cross? Absolutely. However, even they should be able to fuse into your life so much so that the peace of your life is not disrupted. This is a whole conversation for another episode and that thing just blessed me, but we're going to leave it there. Even they are assigned and they should not come to disturb your peace. Okay. So when people come to disturb your peace, you know that they're not assigned to take you to a cross and they're not assigned to help you with your purpose or to simply be a friend. If you connect with someone and you find that you're constantly drained, you're depleted of taking any type of action, or you always feel worse off when you're no longer in their presence, you should re-examine that connection as well because it's possible that they are sent on assignment to do something detrimental to your life. So for instance, I remember a few years ago, I had a friend and every time, not every time, but about 10 out of 15 times that we hung out, whenever they came to my home, something would break. And not only would things break, when we weren't around each other, when it was time for me to go into prayer or to do something that was productive, they would always call me. And so initially I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. So I remember one day I was in prayer and they actually called me and the Holy Spirit told me, do not answer my phone. So I didn't answer my phone and the Holy Spirit began to show me every time this person calls, they become a distraction and you don't continue in your intimate time with me. And if you don't notice, things are breaking more and more frequently as y'all build this relationship. So I paid attention to that and I decided to go ahead and cut that friendship because the Lord revealed to me that they were sent on assignment to be a hindrance and a distraction and to put me in a place where I would have to constantly kind of like to bring poverty in my life where things were always breaking so I would have to fix it. It wasn't little things breaking. It would be like my washer and dryer in my apartment and my phone screen would break. Y'all know that my iPhone screens are not cheap. Crazy stuff. And so I was like, yeah, no, I can't do this. So pay attention. If you start noticing that you feel tired when they're around or you feel like you're always the one footing the bill. They always forget their wallet or when they come around you start getting a headache. Figure out what's going on. Pay attention to that because God will make sure you know what's going on and what is taking place around you. Who you connect to has the ability to shape your mind in many different ways even if you are in a position of leadership to them. Why is this important? Because those that you 
connect to. If you are someone who is being poured into, it's pretty obvious to know that they're the ones who's giving you information and all information comes with some type of agenda. And it doesn't mean that the agenda is wrong. The information that they're giving you could be to help you to propel in life. The information they give you could be to help you take care of your body. But then there are some people who give you information in order to destroy you. And sometimes information is provided in a way that seems like it is good. But when you apply it, or maybe you don't apply it, but simply because you allowed it into your ear gate, you begin to think negative. So you have to be really careful with who you allow to inform you and to shape your mind. And even if you are the leader that is connected to an individual, although you are the one who is doing a majority of the pouring, it's possible that they become more of a hindrance in your life, even though you're supposed to be pouring into them. So you have to weigh the connection and figure out what is what. If I talk to you every week and you are so negative every single week, but you tell me you're coming to me for help. However, when I give you information and I give you tools and I give you strategies and you don't apply it, but you come back week after week, day after day with the similar issues in different forms, it's possible that you can begin to set my mentality. If I don't see that I'm casting my pearls to swine, like you have shown me that you don't have the ability to put these pearls on a necklace and rock them in a way that allows you to stand tall and to change your demeanor and to walk as royalty. That's what you're showing me when I give you these pearls. You're showing me that you take these pearls and you cast them on the ground and you trample on them, you eat them, you, you do everything to them except for what you're supposed to do. And so if you continue to give pearls to someone who's showing you, I'm going to trample on them every single time, that can begin to shape your mentality to where you start thinking negative about them, other individuals who may be similar. Maybe you don't want to help people anymore. Or you start taking on some of their characteristics because spiritually you're supposed to pour into them in a way. And that gateway was open, but because they're not receiving, now you're receiving something from them that you should have never received in the first place. So really looking at your relationships and these connections and who you are giving the leeway to have access to you deeper than the things that you see on the surface. Y'all, I know that we talk about femininity a lot here, about how to be softer, how to work on your mindset, your body, all these different things. Spiritually though, all of this has to be taken to the spirit realm. I don't care what we discuss on this podcast. Take it to the Lord so he can show you what to do with your life. I have learned that God is the absolute best strategizer, the absolute best when it comes to your entire life. And although relationships may not seem like a big deal to some, relationships matter to God. When you look at the Bible, you see so many different types of relationships and how some relationships set people up for success and to be blessed every day of their life. And then some relationships set people up to be destroyed and to be cursed. Relationships matter and it is a privilege to be connected to you. You have to know that you have something to offer. And if people see you as someone that they want to get to know. Why is that? Why do you want to connect to me? Why am I connecting to you? Every relationship should have a why. What is the purpose relationship? When should we be connecting? Does the Lord want us to connect now? Or is this something that he wants to be established in the next year, five years? Who are you and what do you stand for, right? So one of the affirmations
sentence was, my boundaries are a testament to the standard of holiness upon my life, that purity and cleanliness are a requirement. So this takes you back. If you're establishing friendship, your friends should have standards that align with your standards. If you know that you don't want to be an alcoholic, you don't want to smoke, you don't want to be out here sexing and stealing, but this person enters your life and they lay down for everything else, y'all standards aren't the same. They don't have standards, which means they probably shouldn't be your friend. Now, this same individual could be a mentee, but even with that, let me take you to the Lord first to see if we need to connect. Because if you're in a place where you're struggling still, or maybe you're not struggling, but you just want to be careful to make sure you don't tote that line, right now wouldn't be a good time for me to mentor you. But it's possible that you would like my mentorship, but I may have to do it, you know, in a few months or maybe in a couple of years. So just because you begin to feel a sense of connection does not necessarily mean that that connection has to happen today, right? And sometimes we can rush relationships and because it didn't happen at the right time or it happened too soon, things can get destroyed. So even in that, you want to use wisdom and you want to receive the instruction from the Lord to know when and why we need to connect. Every single relationship that you have should have a purpose connected to it. Why are we connected if there's no purpose? What are we doing for each other? If there's no purpose, this is probably a distraction or this is a weapon that's being sent against my life or maybe even yours. So no, you don't get that privilege. I don't get the privilege to connect with you either. We're just going to remain as associates. Another thing to know is how should our time be shared? You want to go on a 20 day fast, right? And so you call your friend and you're like, hey girl, I'm about to go on this 20 day fast. You want to fast with me? Let's do it together. But the Lord never told you to share that time with them. So now things are getting mixed up and messed up because you're trying to bring somebody in on a specific time when God was like, I never told you to do this with them. So what does your time with them look like? Maybe y'all go to the beach once a month, or maybe we talk on the phone every couple of days, or it's possible that you are just a Facebook friend and that's how we get our time in. Even though it seems like it's so disconnected, which it kind of is in a sense, but until it builds to something else, it's possible that that's what it is. You want to know what the time spent should look like so that you're not wasting your time and they're not wasting theirs. Remember, it's a privilege. So what are we going to do? Another part of this is seeing your relationship and knowing that it's a privilege to be connected to the people that you're connected to. So putting in the effort and the work to make sure your relationship flourishes. So I don't want to just give you warnings, but also paying attention to what's required to allow your relationship to grow. It's a privilege to be connected to Ashley McCain. And because I know that she doesn't have to allow me in her space, she doesn't have to share her life with me. She doesn't have to give me different contents of her heart. I'm going to honor that relationship by make that relationship, that I set time for that relationship, that I don't take what she gives me and spew it to other people who don't have any business knowing her information. I'm going to protect her heart even when she's not around. I'm going to protect her name and stand up for her even when she's not there. So when you see that it's a privilege to be connected to someone, honor should be connected to that relationship. Our friendships, our relationships should be honored. They should be stewarded with wisdom. They should be regarded as something that is sacred. And I think that we have lost the art of really establishing genuine relationships, vetting our relationships before they happen, making sure we're connected to the right people and loving on those people as though we want our relationships to last. Because it's a privilege, I'm not just going to throw 
you away. I'm going to go through those questions. I'm going to look at everything. I'm going to make sure this is something that can grow. If we do realize, hey, you know what? I no longer want you to have the privilege of being connected to me in that way because something may have happened or maybe times have changed. We have to make sure that it ends on a good note. And it doesn't mean that we have to be singing Kumbaya songs together when we leave each other's lives. But I want to make sure I always leave as an asset and not a liability. It's a privilege to be around you. These things get along. But let's talk about proximity for a moment. Let me tell y'all about the different transactions that can take place simply because of proximity. There may be times that you may not have the privilege to be up close and personal with someone, or they may not yet have the privilege to be up close and personal with you. But just because they're in the proximity of your life, the blessings on your life begin to touch theirs. Just because they have proximity via Facebook, the things that you're sharing begin to shift their lives. You have no idea how many people you are really touching on social media, how many people take what you say and pass it on to someone else in order to bless their life, in order to warn someone, in order to just help them to become better. And the same for you. Proximity is underrated. We'll put it like that. Never despise proximity because you can learn something from a distance. If I see you good enough, although we may not be up close and personal, if I see you up the road and I notice that you start running a different way, guess what I'm going to do? I'm not going all the way where you're at. I'm going to run in the direction you're going or go back to where I need to go because I'm seeing through that proximity that something is not right and I need to take another direction. And in the same token, if I see you good enough, although we may not be up close and personal and you keep going down a certain path and I see that you're picking up treasure along the way, oh, I'm going to follow that path because I want the treasure. So never despise proximity. It makes me think of the verse, don't despise small beginnings. Sometimes relationships start off as acquaintances. You may just say hi and bye. You may give little jokes on social media. You may like a post here and there, but then God takes that from the thread space and puts it into the DM. Now you guys are getting a little closer, still not quite friends per se, but you're getting a little closer. And then you're like, you know what? Let me give you my number. So then you get their phone number and then y'all start talking on the phone and then you plan a trip to meet up in a different city. I do this all the time with different people who have all become very close friends, but it all started with a proximity that wasn't necessarily close, but I could still see them. And then that proximity grew closer and closer and it built into a friendship, which is a privilege because out of all the people on social media, we connected together. Never despise the small beginnings of your relationships, good and bad, pay attention, good and bad. And lastly, will they honor this connection? Sometimes it's hard to say, you don't know. I don't put anything past anyone. Anybody can switch up at any moment. I don't live thinking that anybody's like, that somebody's going to switch up on me. That's not what I'm saying. However, a part of guarding your heart is knowing that people are people. You won't always know if someone's going to honor a relationship from the beginning. Sometimes you will when you think of Jonathan and David. They both honored one another. They loved each other. They had a beautiful friendship. So you know those people who are definitely in it for the long haul, probably for life. And there are some relationships that you may be side eyeing like, are they going to honor this? I want to implore you not to be afraid to step out and see how the relationship works out. Think the best, not the worst. And if something negative does take place, for instance, don't hold that against the next person and don't revoke the privilege of having access to you from everyone else because of one sour encounter with another person. Always be 
open to new relationships. Always be open to love. Always be open to availing yourself because you never know who simply needs to be connected to you. You have something to offer and being connected to you is a privilege. So make sure you guard that well with wisdom, with intentionality, but not so much that you don't allow anybody to have the privilege of saying that they know you. So that concludes another episode of She's So Soft. Thank you so much for tuning in and coming to understand that being around you is a privilege. If you found value in today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. And also feel free to share it with a fellow soft babe. Next week, we're going to get into something that's a little bit more on the touchy side titled, Did Your Mommy Really Love You? We're going to talk about mother-daughter relationship and how that sets the tone for how you live your life right now and different things that you can do to make sure you are fully healed from any type of wounds that may have been inflicted at the hand of your mother. Okay, because we love talking about daddy-daughter wounds, but let's talk about these moms out here because sometimes it gets real raggedy. Thank you for being a part of the community. I am your host, Dale Pasco. Remember, you're too soft to be acting so hard.